I liked your uh, list of um, what was that? Uh, not websites. Oh but, yeah, the uh, domains. Domains that we could get. Uh, yeah. The undebeatables dot church. Dot church. So yeah. <laughs> these are a little bit extra with the yeah the organization that uh, decides what these get to be. They got they they got some more freedom a couple of years ago, and so. I mean, these were the first. I was just doing a little routine maintenance on our web stuff, but dot uh, community. You know, I think that that, that one makes sense. Describe. Sure, sure, sure. Dot uh, foundation, uh, which mm. you know, that's where uh, you know all those all those times when you're like, that's how we're gonna make money. You know, there's a bunch of question marks and then profit. Like, okay. it's going through our foundation, I assume. <laughs> okay, sure, <laughs> sure. And dot camp was the other one that was recommended. Now that uh, sounds fun, cool. doesn't it? Uh, the undebeatables like, dot camp. camp. <laughs> so are we gonna do it? Would we run it like uh, traditional style, like where you 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 know we'd be out there like teaching basketball drills, or is this gonna be like you know smashing beers and and? Uh, I don't, I don't we see can, why we need to choose one or the other. Yeah, why yeah, can't it be both? Point. Right. That's a good point. I mean, I you think could it's, do multi generational ones. Sure. Well, I want to do kind of like a, a cross between a basketball camp and a church camp. I want lots of singing. <laughs> okay. But then also, I do want lots of whiskey. So I don't know what that looks like, but I think it could be a new thing. It'd be great. I I don't think that the Unbeatables dot church camp is available. I don't think <laughs> you can buy that. But as long as there's trust falls involved, I mean, trust falls. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Are they trust trust stumbles? I think they are. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, uh, you have to you make God's eyes. Do you guys remember those? The, the, yeah, uh, yeah. You weave the thing around the popsicle sticks. Um, oh, I don't know that one. I never yeah. did summer camp. Oh, it's it's pretty fun. Is that a summer camp thing? Yeah. Okay. No, I never did that. I bet it's gonna be real hard when you're drunk. <laughs> All right. Well, we got our next uh, our, tw- our 2021 20, 20, 20, 20, business plan is now set in stone. Mm-hmm. Well, we need we need a, a a bunch of land that also has a <laughs> basketball court on it. So that that seems like we can get that for a dime a dozen in Indiana, right? Yeah, that's that is true. Good call. Just put a hoop on it. I don't know. On either a here barn. or uh, in Idaho, I think that we could find some find some <laughs> land on the cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, I wonder if they have the unbeatables dot compound. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year. To tell you the truth, I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. <laughs> I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. 
Today is September 20th, and this is episode 474. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we're going to get an update on the playoffs uh, and discuss the MVP uh, vote that uh, finished up. Joining me this week are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the nation's cap, uh, the nation's capital, metro Adjacent. area, <laughs> uh, Silver Spring, Maryland. It's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Shana uh, Tova. Happy New Year to all the uh, Happy New Year out there. Fifty-seven eighty-one. It's time to roll over a new New Year. Cheers and. Um, Condolences to the family of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and everybody who is a big fan of hers, which include me. So um, sad to hear of her passing. And she was re- truly uh, a national treasure. Um, we throw that term around lightly a lot on this podcast, but this time it's actually actually true. Yeah, there was a. I did. Say, I don't know if you uh, got to go out there, Jason, but there was a big memorial. Uh, uh, out last night, um, looked like I, I didn't get numbers on, but it looked like a huge gathering uh, out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very well, cool. I did not go, but I did see. Yeah. 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 Uh, and from Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles. John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? Uh, you're right, Jason. We throw uh, the term uh, "national treasure" around on this pod too much, um, but that does mean that. Uh, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg will now be um, up with Clutch the Bear, I think, as, as, as <laughs> national treasures on this podcast. <laughs> what did she do to get in that? In that uh, I mean, you echelon. know, just, just a trailblazer for women, um, you know. <laughs> like Clutch? <laughs> I, you know, I think Clutch probably can yeah, claim similar things for sure. <laughs> Well, before we get into the show, I'd like to remind you that you can support us anytime you shop at Amazon. You just head to theunbeatables.com slash Amazon or hit the link in the show notes. A small percentage of your purchase uh, gets sent back to us and helps support what we do. And maybe we can buy um, the Unbeatables basketball church dot camp with that money. Gentlemen, the uh, I got one announcement to make. I didn't tell you guys about this, but uh, uh, Amazon Podcasts is a new a new platform that has launched. Um, you know, everyone's got the uh, you know back in the my day, uh, podcasts were in one place, but now uh, they're everywhere. You've got your your iTunes, you've got Stitcher, you've got uh, you know Direct, and uh, Amazon's got their own uh, product now. So. We are listed on the Amazon podcast uh, site uh, or app if you're using those. Um, and you can listen to us there. We can, you can, uh, we've joined the Jeff Bezos uh, empire, mm-hmm. but we, we get no money like for being listed there. It's just uh, if you're listening to them there, you can uh, listen to us as well. Oh, what's nice about it is it's free shipping. <laughs> it is free, free shipping. <laughs> Uh, but your podcast will be there uh, in two days. So, okay. 
the playoffs are, are marching on. It's you know it's slowed down a bit. Uh, we are down to the conference finals. Um, well, the first series that that I want to talk about is the conclusion to the Denver Nuggets L.A. Clippers uh, uh, matchup that uh, uh, finished since we last spoke, and Denver came back from three one again, knocking the Clippers off, and knock knocking playoff P and Kawhi Leonard to the curb and uh, are now facing the, the Lakers in the conference finals. Colson, what happened to playoff P and crew? They were, <laughs> this was play. It was finals or bust for them, right? Uh, well, not according to playoff P. Um, he said uh, after the fact that this really wasn't championship or bust. Um, and they all knew it internally. Um, I don't think did, this should be surprising. Did, did they know that? <laughs> did they know that? I don't think so. Because I think he also said before the bubble that this was uh, championship or bust. Um, I just don't think this should be any uh, surprising to anyone who's a fan of this show, um, who has listened to all of our years um, fretting over uh, the lack of uh, Paul George's leadership. and um, And despite the fact that he is an incredible basketball player and plays very well in in uh, the playoffs. I mean, he's had some amazing playoff games. Um, he tends to not show up when it matters. Um, I, I, I'm just reflecting on um, the uh, closest sweep in NBA history where um, <laughs> Paul George has a chance to tie the game in game four and air balls a basketball. This feels like this to me. I, I, he just he didn't show up in this final game um, in a game seven and um, was terrible in the fourth quarter. So I, I just don't think we should be as shocked. I think we probably should have predicted this. The only thing that I didn't predict is that Kawhi Leonard wouldn't be um, good enough to carry this team through. Um, and he was quiet in this game four as well, or this game seven as well. Yeah, I mean, the whole Clippers team. I mean, they, they scored a total of like 33 points in the second half yeah. of a game seven. Mm-hmm. Um and it and for a team that is built on defense and has two of the best wing defenders in the league, plus other um, good perimeter defenders in uh, Patrick Beverly and and uh, sixth man of the year Montrez Harrell just got carved apart mm-hmm. by uh, basically the same play over and over and over again. I mean, basically. Denver would run a high pick and roll with Jokic uh, and Murray. Uh, <laughs> the Clippers would defend it the same way every time, and Jokic would get the ball in the middle of the floor where he is most lethal and just find open shooters or cutters and just slice that team apart. Like, it was it was a failure. I mean, I, I, I am happy that the Nuggets won. I thought that they played really, really well. But the monumental nature of that failure by the Clippers was just from top to bottom. Like, everybody failed on that team. Um, And the uh, image that I will go away with is... I mean, the game was pretty much in hand at this point, but uh, I think the Clippers were within nine or something like that with three or four minutes to go. So, I mean, it's time. There's time to come back. And... uh, the Clippers actually have some good offensive possession and kick it out to PG for a corner three. And uh, he hits the top of the backboard 
on the side. Um, yeah. It was just, I mean, it's, yeah. it was amazing. <laughs> really stunning. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also, I mean, we do, I, yes, this is a monumental collapse by the Clippers and, um, you know, uh, from top to bottom, but credit to the Nuggets. Um, uh, For sure. Jokic For is sure. amazing. And, um, you know, Jamal Murray has proved himself to be, at least in, during this uh, playoff bubble, to be one of the elite guards in the NBA. Um, he puts up 40 in this game. He put up multiple 40 and 50 point games in the previous series. Um, you talk about these amazing long wing defenders, and they also have a guy like Patrick Beverly to put on, you know, guards. And he just went to work, did what he wanted to do. And nobody had an answer for Jokic, of course, um, because. They just don't have enough size, and he's also just too smart. He's too savvy a passer, um, too gifted a player. But Jamal Murray is is becoming an amazing um, Batman slash Robin for for Jokic right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, totally. I totally agree, and I'm cheering for these Nuggets in this this series against the Lakers just because they're a fun team. They like each other, uh, right? They play the right way. They play hard. You know, um, they're they're easy to like. You know, um, but yeah. But so the the biggest failure to me, I think, was Doc Rivers. Like, how do you how do you get carved apart by this pick and roll, ten straight possessions, and don't throw a different look at the guy? Like this is like it's just unacceptable. I mean, I don't. If I were a Clippers fan, I would be just outraged. Um, as a Pacers fan who was spurned by playoff P. Um, I'm delighted. Like this, right. this is great. <laughs> this is great. Yep. I've never I my the level of Schadenfreude that I had watching that game was the highest I've ever had in my life. Like it was amazing. <laughs> I I normally try to not you know I, I consciously try to you know recognize that in myself and keep it down. Yep. It's, me too. It's not yep. a good thing, but. But I, I just is... kept finding myself retweeting or sending you guys links yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> to, to, to the shot going uh, off the side I'm of the backboard you. over and over again. <laughs> the best was the guy that did the mashup of the Gatorade commercial where it's like, oh. yeah, <laughs> it's like ball game and it cuts to a shot of him just hitting the side of the backboard. Oh, man. So great. Yeah. Or the meme of Kawhi Leonard being like, so wait, that was a commercial? <laughs> His game-winning shot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, buddy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do feel a little bit bad for the Clippers because they've never made a conference finals in the history of their franchise. But um, Ever. Is, this, was, this was too fun. <laughs> this was too fun. And, and, and you're right. The Nuggets are too fun to root for. Uh, yeah. Just a team that has done uh, two historic comebacks. <laughs> I mean, they're the only team in NBA history that's pulled off uh, a 3-1 comeback twice um, in the same playoffs. Um, they're one of, I think, one of only 12 teams that's done it ever. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and, and you're right. They, they seem to like each they're other. They're setting the stage dude again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so that was going to be my next question is what do you guys think of their prospects against this Lakers team? So they, they, uh, lost game one. Um, the Lakers looked really good. Um, LeBron looked fresh. Uh, they were playing with incredible pace and 
you know, were able to get Jokic and Murray, for that matter, in foul trouble early and really threw the Nuggets off kilter. Do you, Joey? What do you what do you think? These these Nuggets have a chance to to do this three to one thing again? Well, here's here's the way I feel about it, and it's my stat of the week. Mm. Uh, this is I uh, got this from the uh, NBA subreddit. Uh, this is by user Lake Show Best. Uh, but his stat that he posted was this season the Lakers had 50 games where they led after the third quarter. They are 50 and 0 in those games. Mm. Wow. I don't think uh, they're they're not gonna. The thing is, like the 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 reason, like the the Nuggets played great, you know, uh, and they've they've come back, uh, but they've been coming from behind, mm-hmm. um, mm. and that's not gonna happen against the Lakers. You know they. This stat is telling me LeBron and Co. are not going to let that happen. So, you know, the the, the Clippers were collapsing in the second half or the fourth quarter, and and that's just not something that the Lakers are going to do. Um, so the Lakers are going to take this. You know, I think I think the Nuggets have a very bright future, but it's not this year. Um, the Lakers have got this one. Yeah, their two best, you, Jason? You, their two you, best players are like twenty four and twenty two or something. They're, yeah, they're going to be fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I somewhat agree with you, Joey, that um, I mean, the the Lakers have the two best players in this series in LeBron and Anthony Davis. And usually you just bet on the team that has the best player. Um, and I think that this Nuggets team, as fun as they are, they're going <laughs> to they're going to be playing under a hangover for a couple games. Um like the way that they celebrated after beating the Clippers was um, was awesome, was fun to watch, was great, but it also gave me a sense that they like, you know, we did what we came to do. We're happy. We're happy to be level. here. Yeah, we're, we're happy to be here, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that being said, I think that once they shake off this hangover after a couple games, like I don't think LA is going to sweep them. I think that Mike Malone's too good of a coach, and that Jokic and Murray are too good of players to let that happen. Um, but I do think that the Lakers are just, and I, and I really like the way that Vogel, um, and his staff strategized for this game one, at least, which was, and maybe I haven't watched enough Lakers basketball, but they seem to be playing with a much faster pace than I remember them playing with. I mean, they were even off of makes pushing the ball in transition and forcing the action. And I think their idea was this Nuggets team has played two straight seven game series they played every other day for what is that now a month and a half like these guys are tired right and so let's just go at them we're fr- we have fresh legs let's just go at them and it was really effective and and you know the fact that Jokic is going to have to spend minutes trying to guard anthony davis is just gonna he's gonna get in foul trouble a lot and not be able to dominate the way that he was um and i think that the lakers will just be smarter defending that pick and roll and they have a bunch of dudes that they can throw at Jokic. Yeah. Um, I mean, what about uh, Dwight Howard's first game? I mean, looking frisky, you know, that just, uh, yeah. what was it? 16 points, a bunch of rebounds, just playing great defense on Jokic. It's like, but just activity. Guy, I mean, giving yeah, you just what Dwight Howard gives you. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, uh, and they've also got a JaVale McGee. You're right. They've also got Anthony Davis if they need to, um, you know, I think <laughs> they they have just embarrassment riches to put on um, to Jokic, and 
you know, and if Murray gets super hot, you can throw LeBron on him. Like, I mean, they just, there's just a lot. Um, yeah, they just have a lot of weapons at this point. Um, and, and I think also LeBron can, can taste it, right? Like he's looking at the rest of the, he's, he's like, well, I don't mm-hmm. have to go through the Clippers. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go through the Bucks. You know, I'm looking at, you know, the Nuggets and then maybe Miami or Boston, like, I think I can get another ring right now. So once he can smell it or taste right. it, like I think he's just going to go into, uh, you know, demolish beast mode. Yep. So. Um, Trademark demolish beast mode. All right. So. Uh, <laughs> out east, we're looking at uh, Miami is up two to one over Boston. They played last night. Boston took that. You know, Miami had to come out uh, and uh, won the first two. Um, and it looked good. Boston looked good doing that. But, you know, Miami is uh, – I mean, I still think Miami's in the driver's seat. Uh, I mean, of course, they're up 2-1. But um, I think this is uh, theirs to lose right now. They've still been playing phenomenally well these whole playoffs. Um, Colson, what do you think about this series? Uh, well, what I think is interesting about it is that uh, Brad Stevens uh, has been out coached up to this point, which is is rarely said because the man's a, a freaking genius. But um, yeah, uh, Miami's throwing um, zone on them at different points. Um, it's really frustrating uh, the team to the point where they just uh, in in both the first two games played. Um, a lot of one-on-one basketball, especially down the stretch in the fourth quarter. And Miami's got a ton of length and can can beat you if you're going to play one-on-one against them. Um, and so, um, you know, on the other hand, um, I think Boston's been in both of their two losses and they looked good doing, beating, you know, in this, in this most recent win. Um, they're probably the better team. Uh, and so I think there's still a chance for for Boston to pull this out. Um, but, you know, S- Stevens is going to just have to stay on his toes <laughs> because uh, Eric Spolster is bringing, bringing the heat. Yeah, I mean, not only were they in those games, they had double-digit leads in both of those yeah. games. Um, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and then in, in game uh, one, it was basically because Miami was – ice cold from three-point range in the first quarter, but then came back. Um, the thing to me that's going to be interesting is, is you know, these teams are very evenly matched. Um, they have very similar talent, and it's going to come down to the last five minutes. And I didn't see game three, um, so I, d- I can't make comments on that. But what was amazing to me was the... Uh, degree to which Miami outplayed Miami in the last five minutes of games one and two. I mean, Miami they outplayed really Miami. looked. Uh, Miami outplayed Boston. Sorry. Whatever. Okay, I was like, oh well, that's that was like oh, they they outplayed themselves. <laughs> <They're so good>. <laughs> <laughs> they may have done that. They were so good. Um, but I mean, they just looked like the team that was in control and that they knew what was going on and the plays that they need to make. Whereas Boston had a little bit of a deer in the headlights kind of look, partially because of that zone, I think, which they didn't know how to deal with. Um, But mostly because of the way that Miami was just defending on ball. You know, they created a bunch of turnovers in both of those games. 
mm-hmm. and Jimmy Butler, who has been relatively quiet, you know, if you look at his box score, you wouldn't think that Jimmy Butler was the best player in games one and two. In the like, he closed both of those games like right. with great defensive plays and hitting key shots and stuff like that. And you know, as much as it frustrates me because he's Jimmy Butler, like you got to respect that that dude has a sense of the moment and is unafraid and and goes out there and does it like it's it's really impressive yeah i mean goran Dragic is the i think leading them in scoring uh tyler hero is getting a bunch of press because he's a rookie and has no fear um you know bam had one of the most incredible blocks i've ever seen in my life on mm-hmm. jason tatum mm-hmm. um at the rim on a, on a huge dunk attempt um and bam just put it away um and so you're right. Jimmy Butler's not really getting the press, but he has been the best player on that team. And um, it, it feels like he's playing a different game, right? It seems like he's just kind of he's orchestrating this whole thing, uh, both offensively and defensively. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I don't like the guy, but you got to pay respects. So that's what I'm doing. But that being said, Boston – oh, that's, <laughs> I was looking up. Did Gordon Hayward play in this uh... – no, game three he was there. Yeah, he did. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that's going to be key, looked, right? Oh, and he played he thirty-one gassed, minutes. Though. Yeah, I think he's he was, allowed to he was be tired, but he was pretty effective. <laughs> well, yeah, and if you're Brad Stevens, you can't afford to. I mean, you got to whip him into shape quickly because <laughs> he <laughs> I mean, could be another really, key guy because yeah. he gives them a lot more flexibility on the defensive end and um, a little bit more size, a little better rebounding. So. I think also more importantly, especially down the stretch, uh, when a lot of these guys, I mean, I think uh, to a man, uh, Marcus Smart, um, Tatum, Brown, um, Kimball Walker, we're trying to do one-on-one stuff. And Gordon is such a tall uh, player. He can see the court. He's such a gifted passer that he adds something um, to um, that offense in a fourth quarter when things are getting stagnant, you know? He can move that ball around. Mm-hmm. So yeah, two one. They play uh, two Monday, Monday or Tuesday. I think Tuesday. I think they have two days off. I think there's no yeah, game. I think that's right. Monday. Yeah. Um. One more thing I'd like to talk about is the MVP of the NBA has been announced, and it is Giannis Antetokounmpo. For the second year in a row. Any any big disagreements uh, out of this one? Well, I mean, no. If you count only the pre-bubble action, yeah, I'd go with Giannis. But we're in a real Dirk Nowitzki, what was that, 2006, 2007 situation or whatever, um, where Giannis is getting the MVP, but his team is not, not playing anymore. Just a little right. bit awkward, um, especially since probably the number two guy is LeBron James and his team is, is looking solid. So I don't, it's really cool. I mean, Giannis is a young guy, but he's already, I mean, back-to-back MVPs by the age of, what is he, 24, 25? I mean, this is rarefied air. Not mm-hmm. many people in NBA history have done this. Like, this is basically, you know, he's rubber-stamped for the Hall of Fame already yep right for sure right um which is 
incredible and deserved, I think. And the only thing now, you know, it, on it, that he needs to build for his resume is playoff success, right? And, yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> yeah. What did yeah, you no, think, Colson? I mean, or? he, oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he had uh, one of the greatest statistical um, seasons in, in NBA history. I mean, he was putting up sort of Shaq, type wilt type numbers you know that we just don't see very often and um he also his team had and the his best team record. was winning ball games yeah his team had the best record i mean if you want to talk about you know the best player on the best team um he was that and um he is you're right on a very short list of guys that have won back-to-back mvps uh on a very short list of people that have won two mvps but when you actually get down to the math in the history of the NBA, there's only been 36 MVPs because of all the people that have had multiple MVPs. So this puts him in mm. rarefied air. Um, and um, I think he's deserving of it. Um, uh, LeBron James was a little cranky um, after his uh, Denver win, went on, uh, um, went and talked to the press about how he's pissed off that he didn't get more first place votes for the MVP. Um, I don't know if that means he thinks he should have won the MVP. I know that he was uh, making a late run at it before the um, coronavirus kicked in. Um, the sort of storyline was moving towards him. Um, but, yeah, he seems to be questioning how the, you know, what, uh, who's voting and why they're voting this way and what the criteria is and all this stuff. Like, he, was, he was, went on a little rant. So maybe he's the only one in the NBA that thinks that uh, Giannis uh, shouldn't be MVP. <laughs> Because I think everybody else feels pretty good about this one. You're right; it is awkward that he's not in, in the uh, playing basketball anymore. But he's a kid, and he needs a better team, and he needs to be better. I mean, both of those things, all those things are true. So it's really hard to win in the NBA, you know. Yeah, and I mean, I think that if in a normal year, I mean, who knows what would have happened? He was kind of injured when when the league right. shut down, but yeah. Um, I don't think I don't think Miami is this good of a team if the playoffs started in April like they were scheduled to start, right? Yeah. Like I don't think Tyler Hero is Tyler Hero, <laughs> like the way he's been in the bu- or in yeah in these bubble playoffs. Um, Duncan Robinson, and Duncan I think that Robinson? the Bucks were really rolling, right? Like, yeah. like they had the depth, they had the size, they had the MVP, um, all of those things. They would have had home court advantage throughout. Oh, yes. that would have right? made a huge All of those difference. things that that we award the MVP for the regular season, right? Because we realize that the regular season, this is why the regular season matters, right? Is that you position yourself to be successful in the playoffs, right? And yep. he was doing all of those things to put his team in the best place. And then, you know, a, a once in a century pandemic in a globalized society hits and like, everything changes you know and i mean you know who so we can't say we can't know there's some alternative universe where you know coronavirus didn't happen and and maybe there you know the bucks are holding up the the larry o'brien trophy already right so yeah so it's tough i mean i i don't blame i mean i understand lebron's frustration it's not as if he took his his foot off the gas pedal in the regular season right i mean like he led the league in assists and was really rounding into form yeah. When 
when everything got shut down. So and and if if Giannis was out for a long period of time and LeBron, you know, pushed his team to the best record, like maybe he does, you know, maybe he is the MVP. I mean, he mm-hmm. was the second place, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even even with the shortened season. So, um, you know, I think uh, one of the things he talks about is how often he's been second place. I, I think he's <laughs> just, you know. Um, he also went on a rant about how he wasn't Defensive Player of the Year one time when Marcus All got it, and he was all cranky. Like he, he was just, <laughs> he's, I think he's thinking about his legacy, especially maybe now that he can, you know, see another championship in his, you know, um, mm-hmm. on his scorecard, and thinking about um, all those other accolades that uh, that he's missed in the past. I don't know. I mean, the man's thirty-five, and um, he's still potentially the best player in the game um at, at least you know um at least the way he controls a basketball game and controls a season i mean he's just a master at it um so you know we love you lebron don't don't get too mad that you didn't get mvp Giannis deserved it <laughs> it's okay buddy <laughs> he's gonna get all grumpy about this and then he's gonna be holding up you know the title and you know it's like uh, you're not gonna feel that bad for him you know like yeah you know that you can have an outstanding season. You know, like you could say. You know, I feel like all basically every player, almost every player, if you offer him a choice between a title and the MVP, like mm-hmm. you play for the title. You know, yeah. like the MVP's icing on the on the cake. That's right. I mean, it is nice to know that LeBron, this guy that's you know one of the greatest players of all time, like realizes the gravity of these awards and that there's a historical thing that people you know you know in 50 years are looking back at the nba and they're looking at lebron's career and saying you know making arguments for him as the best player and that these things matter like that's cool right the uh ironic thing is that at the end of the day even if he had gotten the mvp this year um won that defensive player of the year and gotten the title He's still going to be the second greatest player of all time. Like Jordan's <laughs> winning that argument. Like I don't know. <laughs> so. Well, um, I mean, if if LeBron can uh, win five more titles, you know, uh, with the Lakers, who knows? Yeah, he's got a shot. <laughs> as long as I get him sign Lance here pretty soon. <laughs> hey, no, leave Lance for the Pacers, buddy. We need him. We need him to make them dance. Maybe we'll get them for this next season. Yeah. That's what I'm we'll hoping. See. We'll see. Bring back Lance. You guys, um, Bring I back Lance. About, <laughs> that's uh, uh, it's always good advice. But uh, we, we got to get running here in just a second. Have you guys – I haven't seen anything. Have you guys seen any news about the coaching search? Any uh, – uh, I just did a, a shorter. quick Google, and apparently the Pacers uh, interviewed Mike Brown, current mm. Warriors assistant, former former Pacers assistant coach, actually, um, mm-hmm. former Cavs head coach. Yeah. I like Mike Brown a lot. But no so decision the shortlist got longer. Yeah, okay. exactly. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was not on the 15-person shortlist. <laughs> I feel like in a, by a couple shows they're just gonna they're just gonna announce open tryouts. Uh, Maybe they should do like a, a rotating thing, like they'll have a head coach every two weeks or something like that. Bring a new guy. 
<laughs> These players get tired of uh, the voice in the locker room quickly. Right, exactly. It's true. Sure. After three years, but hey, if you've got 15 head coaches, it's hard to get tired of uh, a voice <laughs> after three years. I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, we could, we might, you know, Colson, I know you're you're a big fan of the cloud and, and AI. I think we could probably just uh, automate this, right? Like, what, just you write, use a, all, write a script to run I see, the team. The, write some code. Um, yeah. Also, we could just have like the Pacers listen to our podcast in the locker room before they go out and play. <laughs> I mean, that just solves that right there. Clearly, the front office listens and takes heed of our advice. It's true. Um, yeah. So Becky you, they're Hammond. a little Becky bit slow Hammond. on the uptake, but. <laughs> <laughs> I assume you know we always see the players out there with their headphones before the games. They're listening to us, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I would say at least 30% of them. Okay. Well, how about... Problem is it's like TJ Leaf and (laughs) Nazmi Trulong. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, we appreciate you listening anyway, even though you don't see the floor. You scrub. That's true. We do. Did you... Wait. Oh, that's messed up. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I did that. (laughs) Yeah. I think you're all wonderful human beings. We love you, Pacer fans. uh, I wish you the best. And Pacers who listen to the show. Yep. And uh, front office members. And staff. uh, Field house workers. Do you you think Nate will continue to to listen now that he's no longer a coach? Like, just out of curiosity? Or do you think, like, he deletes the app the moment he gets fired? (laughs) The Undepeatables app? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that I just that I just learned about. Joe, you get on that. Yeah, that's how it works. It's right? this new thing. Uh, All the kids are into these apps. We need to get one of those. Yeah, yeah. There's I feel like um, you think he only listened to podcasts so he could listen to us. Is what you're? I think that's what you're going for, right? Right. Like he downloaded the podcast app because he didn't. This Nate's not a guy that like understands podcasts, right? Like he's old school, so he just figured out how to that's download right. the app for us. He would listen to our show, and I'm just wondering whether when he got fired, he got so angry he deleted the podcast app, or whether he still listens to the show. What do you think? I don't know. I feel I feel like, you know, I felt like he was, you know, disagreeing with us when he would listen before. You know, he's like out, you know, out loud. He's like disagree with us, um, and I feel like now it's like you know what he's he's probably come around. To to our viewpoint. So you're and, saying he would hate listen and, before, and now he's just going to embrace us. <laughs> yeah, because we we disagree with a lot of you know yes, some of do. his decisions. But I would also think that Colson, um, uh, this may be a bold prediction, but he may be the uh, first person in line for the Undebeatables basketball uh, church camp. <laughs> He's got the time. Sure, let's get him signed Mark up. Mark Jackson's first and, in line for that. <laughs> oh, that's Mark Jackson. Do, 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 so One Mark Jackson is a guest speaker. Yeah, Mark Jackson, the counselor. Um, I think Nate could just be a guest speaker, yeah. or or just maybe a you know, one of the kids. He can do the trust <laughs> falls. Go have some fun. He's getting paid for another year. You might right. as well yeah, you know, enjoy your time off. That's right. We are definitely getting Mark Jackson as a counselor, though. Yeah, that's the, that's our first job. 
and and are we gonna run like a side project of uh, inbound plays and then just stare at Nate the whole time? <laughs> Never I mean, use his name. This was this was our failing. We didn't start this uh, basketball church camp early enough. We could have been teaching him out of bounds plays for years. Nah, it's our fault that he You're lost his job. <laughs> <laughs> Victim blaming. Okay. Fair enough. <sighs> that was one of his shortcomings. I do like to say he he did a lot. Um, he he did a lot of other things that he did really well. But right. uh, shout out Nate. That was not one of them. We miss you. Yeah. But we don't miss your out of bounds plays. Enjoy that money too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, team. Well, let's get out of here. We'll we should be back with you next week. Um, until then, you can find us on the social medias. Uh, you can go. You can see us on Twitter, where uh, Colson is now a, a Twitter king. Uh, we are at Undebeatables there. Uh, we're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website, TheUndebeatables.com. There's also a contact form there. You can send us a message. You can send us an email. Shout out at TheUndebeatables.com. Uh, we got t-shirts for sale also. For our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sick Leonard. Turn out the lights, the party's over. You know what I've found uh, is that weekends take on a whole new meaning when you when you've got a job. <laughs> 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 Gotta make the most of them. Are you, are you shouting out weekends true. right now? Is that what you're doing? Shout out to weekends. Yeah, I, I really, I, I've got a new job and I, I like it a lot, but uh, it's really, uh, it, it's uh, adjusted my schedule to say the least. So sure. Do they listen to the pod? You Welcome don't have to back, say you, buddy. Welcome you, back. You don't have to say no. you like it. It's cool. It's a safe space. No, here. I do like it. It's a, <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm a fan. Um, but uh, you know, I can't. Uh, I can't just sleep in. You know, if I if I just feel like it. So, mm, yeah, it's messed up. <laughs> it's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> what you need to do, Joey, is uh, yeah. create an app for your oh to just do your job for you. You know what I'm gonna do? Uh, also at the church camp, I'm gonna have a side project with kids. And I'm going to have them build the app for me. <laughs> it's free labor. That's what it is. It's free labor. Uh, Colson, it's a learning experience. That's how we <laughs> yes. do it in research. It's an invaluable okay. learning experience. Perfect. Sure.